Let me, let me, let me give you a thought this morning. <clears throat> we have, and I want you to remember this, and I think you will as you see it in your mind. We, we have a link. Everybody say link. How many knows what a link is? A link in a chain. One link, con- uh, one link connects all the other together. Take one link out and they're separated. But so there is a link in the chain. And this chain, <clears throat> so to speak, is from eternity past. Everybody say eternity past. To eternity future. From eternity past. To eternity future. Who glory. And somewhere in between, there's a link. Why are we here this morning? I'll tell you why. God had a reason. Why are we alive on planet earth today and living our lives today? Because God had a purpose for you. God had a reason. And it all comes... The reason for everything comes from Him. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Turn with me in your Bible. Chapter, the book of Romans, chapter 8. My favorite chapter of the Bible, by the way. Chapter 8. First of all, Paul is writing to the Romans and giving them the whole uh, constitution of our doctrine of our faith. I believe the book of Romans is one of the greatest books in the Bible. And after telling them all that he has, he has written them all that he has written about faith and grace, uh, he begins in chapter 8 to uh, conclude his the doctrine, so to speak, on grace and faith. Uh, the Bible says, you remember last, was it last Sunday or Sunday before I preached on the peace of God? Paul says here in the very book of Romans, that we, have, we are justified by faith. Therefore, we are justified by faith through Jesus Christ. And we have peace with God through Him. Justified by faith, we have peace with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So, all that, God, all that, all that, Paul, has, all that Paul has taught us, 
all that he has brought forth in the first eight chapters of Romans. He has, laid, he has laid the groundwork. He has laid the foundation. And now he is, he is asking rhetorical questions. Now he is projecting what some might ask. Could there possibly be a question? Could any, anyone possibly question what God has done? Hallelujah. Everything that has been laid out before us, God, he's, letting, he's telling us that God Himself, God Himself has accomplished. God took the initiative. It was God's will. It was God's purpose. It was God's idea. From you Arkansas, it was God's idea. God came out with it, God decided it, and God put it, hallelujah, He put it into action, He planned it, He purposed it, He put it into action, and that's what we're in, we're right in the center of all that, from eternity past to eternity future, Paul says in Romans 8, all that God has accomplished in Christ, what He has done through Him, uh, what He intended to do from the very beginning, even before the world was, He intended to do it. He intended to do with Christ before the world even was. How many knows that? Before the world even was, He intended to do what He did. Sending Christ to the cross. It wasn't the law. It wasn't Moses. It wasn't, it wasn't the law. That was, that was a... That was a you know, that was a pre, uh, pre, uh, <laughs> pre, <law>. pre. <laughs> what God had in mind was intention was Jesus Christ. So the law led us to Christ. Paul said the law was a schoolmaster, which led us to Christ. And, <clears throat> and so we were kept under tutors and governors and, and, uh, restrained and kept, until the promise that God had made, praise God, was fulfilled in Christ. When Christ came and, come and did all that He did, then Paul says now, God, in, in, in chapter 8, in verse, uh, in verse 28, He says, And we know, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Amen. Amen. Now Paul has already reminded the people and given them, given them uh, uh, he, has, he has given them a strength and hope uh, in the Lord in the coming of Jesus and, and strength and hope uh, by the Spirit of God that, that is within them. And God has given us the knowledge of every working detail, praise God, uh, and He has, praise God, established His eternal purpose in Christ. He's given us the knowledge of that, so that strengthens us. The Holy Spirit strengthens us, the knowledge of God strengthens us, 
And he's letting us know. Now, I want you to understand, God has made everything come about for your good. Don't think about the world as, as a dead-end street. Or don't just think about the world as a terrible place that's going to come to a terrible end. But think about how God is working everything out in this world through all the years and all the generations and all the centuries. God's worked it all out for your good. Everything that's happening around us today doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Whatever is going on, God is making all things work together for you. Amen. That's His plan. He, he's not concerned about what the rest of the world has their judgment. He's concerned about those that are His own. How many blood belongs to the Lord? If you are His own, all things work together for good to them that love God, them that are called according to His purpose. He's not talking about the whole world. He's talking about those that belong to Him. Amen. You are the called according to His purpose. And so whatever happens in your life, don't, don't be discouraged or dismayed. Don't look at it with the eyes of the world. Look at your situation with the eyes of a child of God. Amen. Look at your life with the eyes of the, of the one whom God loves and is called by his name and who makes everything works in, this, in, in your life for your good. Now he says, listen to what he says here. By whom, for whom, he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen. 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 Now, all of these things, not foreknowledge, predestination, calling, justification, glorification, all of these are understood in the purpose of God. Foreknowledge and foreordaining belong to the eternal past. Foreknowledge. In other words, God knows all things. God knows all things. It's not like God can see what's going to happen in the future. He already knows all things. If that was true, everything would be subject to Him. They, all things would be greater than God is. Do you understand what I'm saying? God doesn't make His decision based upon what you're going to decide somewhere in the future. That would, make, that would make God subject to you. But all things are subject to God. Hello. Everything is subject to God. Not the other way around. 
And God knows us. He knows us intimately. He knows the whole world, but he knows his own intimately with a love that is so great that through this love, he calls us by that love and draws us to himself. How does God call us? He calls us by his love. He doesn't make puppets out of us and put strings on us and make us do something, but he loves us so much that he calls us by his love. But he knew us before the world even was, according to the script. He knew us. How many knows that? He knows you. So the foreknowledge of God and the ordination of God is already something that is from the eternal, eternal past, from eternity past. God is God. He always was God. He always will be God. He never had a beginning. He'll never have an ending. To try to understand, try to understand God is, is, is impossible. God has always been. And just when and how God decided upon what he did, we don't know. If God is God, which he is, and he knows all things, which he does, then who knows how and how God knows the beginning of anything. But God himself is the, is the source of all things. Now, the difference is this. The difference is this. The Bible says that the, that the word of God, are you listening to me? That Jesus Christ is the beginning, which is the Word. Jesus Christ is the beginning. Somebody say beginning. beginning. The beginning. Now, God has no beginning. So, number one, God has no beginning. He always is, always has been, always will. I mean, there's no, there's no beginning. He always has been, always will be. But Jesus Christ, the Scripture says, is the beginning of the creation of God. What is creation? Creation is that which God already had in His mind and brought it forth. He brought it forth in the tangible world, in a physical world, in a creative world. God brought what He thought in His own mind, in His, in his own self. He brought it forth. And displayed it. He made it known. He made it known in a physical manner. In a physical way. How did he do that? By his word. Amen. So the word of God. Jesus Christ. Is the beginning of God's creation. Which means the only way that things could come into existence. The only way that things that God could make things come into existence. Whatever that is. Had to be by his word. So the word is the beginning of creation. The word was always with God. The word was God. Amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. He was with the father. The father wasn't him. He was in the father. The word was always with God because the word is God. And the word abides in the bosom of the father. Always has. But the word brought forth that which God, in, God intended to be. And made known 
God. Hallelujah. The Word made God known to us. God has always been, but when God created things, these things came to know who God is. You better believe they do. I believe the little birds know who God is. I believe the worms that crawl on the ground know who God is. I believe every fish that swims in the sea knows who God is. Everything in creation, in heaven, in earth, in all the universe, knows who God is. The devil knows who God is. Amen? Amen. I mean, there's people in this world today that say they don't believe in God, and the devil knows there's a God. When Jesus came to this earth, you know, he's walking around this earth and doing what he's doing. Them devils knew who he was. And he said, get away from us and leave us alone. Don't cast us into the deep. And Jesus said, you come out of him. They knew who Jesus was. It's kind of strange, ain't it? Pharisees and Sadducees and priests down there in Jerusalem, they didn't know who Jesus is. Jesus, but the devil knew who he was. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus, the Word of God, brings forth the knowledge. It brings out the knowledge of God. He brings forth the God and makes Him known. And what whatever is in the mind and will of God is demonstrated by His Word. In other words, that means God has always been, but the moment God decided to make everything and do everything and bring it into, bring it into, create that link. What is this? What is this that God's doing? That's that link between eternity past and eternity future. God is bringing the. What does this link got to do with? It has to do with predestination, preordination, calling, huh? Amen. Bringing those things forth. All that God determined to do, He brought forth by the Word. And by His Word, He made all things. Amen. God said, Let there be light. There was light. God created the heavens and the earth. How did He do that? He just spoke it into existence. He just spoke it. He said, Let there be. And it was so. All things came from him, from his mind, from his thoughts, from his power, from his ability to create and do all things. So there's nothing hidden from God. God caused everything. <clears throat> he caused everything to happen and it happened. What's the cause of all these things? God's the cause. What's the cause of the stars? God is. What's the cause of the planets and the, and the moon and the sun? God's the cause. He's the power. He's the source. That's where it comes from. Hallelujah. It comes from Him. Yes. Amen? Amen? All things come from Him. All things exist by Him. All things coexist by Him. Everything is held up by Him. Amen? Amen? The sun shines in its strength continually by the power of God, power of His Word. He holds it up by His Word. He says, Son, you shine until I tell you not to. <laughs> He says, moon, you wane and, and, and shine until I say no. Amen? Amen? 
waters of the sea, you come and go in your tides of the ocean until I say no. Everything that God created, He says, you do exactly as I say according to my word, and that's the law. My word is the law. So God's word brought everything, all the laws and principles of, of creation into existence. But He did all of this because God had something grand in mind. For what? For His own self. I got news for you this morning. You're not here for you. You're here for Him. Amen. You're not a creation for yourself. You are a creation for Him. Amen. Glory to God. As long as I understand that and I know that, that kind of changes my whole perspective on life. Amen. That kind of changes my whole perspective on why I even go to church. I'm not coming to church just for me. I'm coming for Him. I'm not preaching the Word of God just because I want to. I'm doing it because God intended me to do that. You don't get up and sing a song and shout and go call just because you feel good. You feel good and sing and shout because God wanted you to. Well, you get a grip a hold of that. You get a hold of that. You're gonna you're gonna have a whole new outlook on everything. So many people going to church trying to be something and that yeah, I tell you what, well, you can try all you want to, you're not going to be anything other than what God wants you to be. Well, I'm going to live just right and do just right and act just right and talk just right and spit just right. I got news for you. Ain't nothing you're going to do other than what God wants you to do. All things or in God's purpose, in His mind. You think the fall of man was a, was a, was a, a shock to God? You think He was caught off guard by that? He knew exactly it was going to happen. He said, I got a little plan. <laughs> And I'm going to glorify myself. So then what does God, what does God want more than anything? He wants to be glorified. He wants to be glorified. Hallelujah. I mean, have you ever thought about God just for a moment and think about Him? And here He is all by Himself from eternity past. There's nothing but Him. And He says, I want to be glorified. I will be glorified. I will be exalted in the earth. I'll be exalted in the heavens. I'll be exalted in all that I do. I will be worshipped and adored. I will, show, I will show my power in what I can do. There's nothing I can't do. I'll do whatever I please. What does God want then? We are all His creation. Every single one of us are His creation. And those of us this morning that know Jesus, believe in Jesus, love Jesus, you are His. You belong to Him. You're His child. So God says, look, I'm going to cause this whole scenario, I'm going to cause this whole thing that I do to work for their good. 
in every generation, in every country, in every place where my people are. Everything in this world that I create, everything around them and about them, through them, for them, is going to work out for them. And it's all for me. All things are created by him, for him, to him, through him, of him. Amen. And we are all by him, for him, through him, to him, and of him. And he says all these things is going to work, is going to work for their good. I'm going to call them. God says, look. He said, I already know them. I will ordain this. Thank God this morning I know somebody says, where's your ordination papers? Praise God. Where's your ordination papers? Praise God. God ordained me. Did God ordain you? God ordained us. Man didn't ordain us. God ordained us. This is the ordination of God, not the ordination of man. This is the, this is the proclamation of God, not of man. Hallelujah. God says, look, I, you are who I say you are. It don't matter what they say about you. You just go and do what I told you to do. You are who I say you are. Amen. <clears throat> but Lord, I'm not as smart as these other fellas. Did I tell you to, did I tell you to be smart as these other fellas? But I'm not as rich as these other guys. Did I tell you to worry about being rich? He says, you are not of this world. You, you are not of this world. I've chosen you out of this world. And everything I do in this world, in this link, in this time, in this place that I've created, I'm going to make it work for you, for my glory. Think about that. You're in it now. Somebody says, I'm in it now. Up to my neck. <laughs> I'm in it now. God put me in it. I'm in it all the way up to here. I'm in it. And there's no escaping. Who wants to escape anyway? I don't want to get away from what God, is, God has for me. Do you? I don't, want, I don't want to run away from the things that God has prepared for me. Why do people act like, you know, listen, if we can understand, if we can understand the things that God has prepared for us, we're not going to run from it. We're going to run to it. Amen. The church needs to run to the things that God has prepared for them, not away. We need to seek the things that God has said is ours and, and not put it aside and neglect it, but to seek the Lord with all of our hearts. Seek the things of God. Seek those things that God has freely given to us. Because we are a privileged people. Turn around, look at somebody and says, You know what? I'm a privileged character. <laughs> now, the Bible says that God, whom He called, then He also justified. Justification is a, is a very strong basis for our faith this morning. And that justification doesn't come from ourselves, but from God Himself. Paul is making a very bold statement when he says, uh, when he talks about justification, because to the Jewish mind, the only way you can be justified is to do exactly what the law tells you to do. 
to be obedient in every, in, every, in every way to the law and obey the law and do righteous and do good and be right and then you're just. God says, no, you're just according to my word, according to what I say. And God says, he that believes on the Son, he that believes on the Son has everlasting life and stands righteous before me. And is justified in my sight. For the just shall live by faith. Now, praise God. What does that mean? That Bible, Paul also tells us that God is just. Somebody says God, God is just. Is just. And, the and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. So what Paul is saying is, look, God, look, I'm not the one telling you this, folks. That's what Paul is, he might, you know, it's just to put it in my own words. Paul is saying, look, it's not me telling you this, it's God telling you this. Amen. I'm not the one that told you that you're just by faith in Jesus. God says you're just by faith in Jesus. Who can argue with God? Well, the Jews can. Some of the Jews did. That's ready to, they'd ready to stand at the bar of God and argue with him. <laughs> yeah, but you said. And God says, this is what I said. Behold. Behold. I do a new thing. In the earth. I do a new thing. He said, this is the covenant I make with you now. Not like I made with your fathers in the wilderness when they came out of Egypt. Gave him the law from Mount Sinai. He said, that's over. He said, that which is old and the cage is ready to fall away, pass away. Behold, I make a new covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is a new covenant. I will write my law in your heart and in your minds will I write them. Praise God upon the tables of your heart will I write my law. And your sins and iniquities will I remember no more. There's not going to be a remembrance made every year of sin. They had come every year and offered sacrifice for their sins, substitutionary sacrifice of the animals at the temple or wherever it was to offer for their sins to cover for one year. But after one year, they had to go back and do it all over again because their sins mounted up and it really didn't take away sins. It was just a covering. But God says, no longer will I remember your sins. They're never going to come up into my mind again. It's going to be done away with. It's going to be over. What does that mean? That means the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And there, praise God. Somebody say amen if you believe that. Amen. And so if we believe in the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Then there's no longer any sin for God to be reminded of. There's nothing, there's no iniquity there. It's gone. He said, this is a new covenant that I make. So if you believe that in your heart, if you truly believe this, then you're just. You are justified in the sight of God. Now, God is the one that said that, and God is not a liar. God is just in what he says. But it ain't fair, God. I tried real hard to do what you said. And the Lord said, it's not according to who does, who, how hard anybody tries. It's according to what I say. If you believe on the Son, you have life. If you don't believe, you're lost. You're in death. If you believe on the Son, you have eternal life. If you don't believe, you're already condemned. 
Somebody says, you can't condemn me. I did that. I'm like, I don't have to condemn you. You're already condemned. Nobody has to judge you. The Word of God judges you. The Word of God is your judge. I'm not. No one here is. No man is. God's Word is our judge. If God's Word is our judge, then God is just in what He says. And if that's what He says, if you believe on the Son, you have life. And your sins are forgiven. If you believe that, if you believe that, then you're justified. Hallelujah. So what is Jesus? He's part of that link. He's part of that connection that we have from eternity past to eternity future. God says, I send my son now to display, to manifest him to the world and to bring about in your eyes. Hallelujah. As a witness to the world, what I, what I said I would do even before the world was. And now Christ comes. Now Christ comes and fulfills all that was in the heart of the Father and justifies us through His blood. Hallelujah. Now, His calling and justification is in the here and now. Ordination and foreknowledge was in, 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 in time past. But calling and justification is here and now since Christ has come. It's right now. It's the experience we have with God right now. Amen. Everybody say right now. Right now. Praise God. I have an experience with God right now. I don't have to wait till the future. It's right now. It's going to be in the future, but it's also right now. Amen. All right. What's the next thing? He says, but them he justified... He justified them. He also glorified. So glorification is what will be complete in the future. We're partakers of it now. We have some of it now. But we're not going to realize the fullness of it until Christ comes back. So glorification is yet to come in the future when our bodies will be changed and be made like unto His glorious body. Amen? The Bible calls it the redemption of our bodies. So this body is going to be changed and be made like unto His body so, so, so that we are partakers of the glory that Christ had with the Father even before the world was. When the Word was with God, praise God, and the glory, the glory that He had with Him in the beginning even before the beginning, praise God. And he brought forth all the glory of his greatness in creation. And God says, look, it's all fallen, but we know it's fallen. Praise God. But he said, here's our promise. And this is the come that we make. And we're going to bring it about. And we're going to cause everything in this fallen world, this fallen now, to work for the good. It don't matter how bad it's gone. I'm going to show the world. I'm going to show everybody, show everything just how great God is and how good God is. Even in the midst of a fallen world, we're going to see the goodness of God. Even in the midst of your heartache and troubles and problems and woes in life, you're going to see the glory and the power of God working in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't be dismayed, don't be discouraged, don't look down on others that don't, that don't see it as much as you do. It's still there. God is still God. He's still working. He's still making things work for the best of all of His people. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Some people work kind of live beneath the privilege that God's given them. But God, God is, is teaching us and showing us we don't have to live below our privileges that he's given to us in Christ. We have all the privileges and blessings there are in Christ in this world and in the world to come. Amen? Somebody says, I'm blessed now and I'm blessed then. I said, I'm blessed now and I'm blessed then. Hallelujah. God's with me now and he's always going to be with me. Praise God. If you don't like me now, I'm sorry. But that's where it's going to be from now on. Praise God. The Lord is with me. And he said, I'll never leave you forsake you. All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now he says, who then, what shall we say then to all these things? Boy, I mean, Paul has just laid it out there. He's just showing us the, the preordination of God, the calling of God, the purpose of God, uh, the reason for everything in, coming to existence, the Word of God bringing everything, Christ coming, justifying us by faith. Uh, oh, my God, the mind of God revealed, the will of God revealed in Christ. And God's purpose from, is revealed. He says, now, now just tell me. After all that I've told you and all that you've seen here, Understanding these things about God and what He's done. Who in this world can be against you? Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have adversaries because you are going to have adversaries. He mentions them further on in the chapter. You're going to have enemies. His, his, his meaning is who in this world could thwart, overthrow, the purpose of God. Who in the universe, who in all of creation can overthrow the plan of God? Who can be against you? If God's the one that designed this thing, if God's the one that created if God's the one that put it all into motion, into action, who can be against you? Who can stop you? Who can destroy you? Who can, who can bring it to an end? Who can stop it? No one. If God be for you, if God created all these things with you on his mind, when God made the, when God, when the first glimmer of the first star shone in space, when the first light Shown to the universe. Guess what? You were on his mind. Huh? <laughs> when the first thing that God created, we were in his mind. All things work together for oh my good. Hallelujah. Who can be against me if God has ordained everything? God's purpose stands. His purpose for me and for you 
stands. Yes, he stands in Christ. He, Christ, hallelujah, becomes the edifice. He becomes the anchor. He becomes that rock upon which we're built. Linking us, holding us, confirming to us all of God's purpose and plan and promise. All that God had in mind for us before the world even was, Christ affirms to us. God assures us through Jesus. So from now on, I want you to think of yourself as somebody whom God has affirmed His promise to. And that you are a blessed people. Regardless of the circumstances in life. I mean, you know, you know, you use the old handle. Well, things could be worse than they are. They sure could. Yeah. Complain, man, got no shoes on your feet. Look at somebody else. He might not have a foot on his on his limb. It's always somebody worse off than you. We're all complaining about something because we're living in a fallen world. We're living in a world where your adversaries is all around and opposition is all around us. But there's nothing. There is nothing that can thwart the plan of God for you. What am I here for? What am I created for? You're going to find out. Hold fast. Be faithful. Trust in one that's greater than you. If you're sick, we'll pray for you. If you're in need, God will meet your need. But God didn't create you just to show you He's going to meet your need. Well, everything will be all right for me if my need met. Everything be all right if I'm just feeling good every day. That ain't the reason why God created you, just so you could feel good every day. Huh? God didn't create us and give us a life to live just so that we could be perfect and have everything perfect in life. God didn't create us for that. For other reasons. Well, now God wants to bless. God will bless us. But there's greater purpose. Our lives, hallelujah, may not, you know, our lives may not seem much to somebody else. Your little life you're living right now, the little life I'm living, it may not seem much to some people around us. But if we go on serving and loving God and doing as He says to do in our hearts and our minds, that's everything to God. And what little you do, or how, how, it doesn't matter how small or big you are, what little is you do in life for God, that's what counts with God Amen. in this life. Amen. 
We all want to do big things and be big people and have big money. But that's not what God made us for. God didn't make us to, to, to be somebody big. How many knows what a big shot is? <coughs> Do you know what a big shot is? I'll tell you what a big shot is. It's a little shot that keeps shooting. <laughs> Turn and look at somebody and say, I'm just a little shot. <laughs> but I keep shooting. Hallelujah. I'm just a little fellow, but I just keep going. I may not seem like much, but I'm still here. Amen. Praise God. I may not be as big as the other guy, as rich as the other guy, as famous as the other guy. It don't matter. I'm still here. I'm still in the hands of God. I mean, they talk about the fly and the ant and the... And the, you know, the worms, the crawly things on the ground. Been here for all this time since the world began. They're still here. <laughs> some, animals have, some, some animals have disappeared from off the face of the earth. Those little bitty things are still crawling around. <laughs> Mosquitoes are still as big as ever. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So I'd rather be God's little mosquito. than to be something that's been devastated and is gone. Ex extinct. I don't want to be extinct. God didn't create me to be extinct. <laughs> Hello. I said God didn't create us to be extinct. Amen. We're not dinosaurs. We're sons of the living God. And we're not ants and mosquitoes. We're children of God. God didn't make us to be extinct or did that last so long? All right, that's all over with. It's, that's the end of it. No, sir. This is just the beginning of what God has in mind. Just look at our lives and how long we've lived. Some of us have lived, you know, up, upwards of 70 years, 65, 70, 80 years, whatever, 85, whatever. You've lived this long. But you know what? Your life is nothing but a our life. If you live to be a hundred years old, your life is but a vapor. I got thinking about that the other day. I said, Lord, you know, you said a thousand years is a day, a day is a thousand years. I said, that means my little old life ain't nothing. I mean, it's just like a blink. My life is just a blink. And God says, okay, the blink's over. <laughs> Did you create me just to be a blink? What is that? Did you make me a blink, God? In all of your creation, I'm just a blink. Lord says, no, you just caught up in the link. <laughs> You're a blink in the link. <laughs> You're a blink caught up in the link. Between eternity past and eternity future. You're part of my plan. What is your plan, God? 
who is he that can be against me if God is for me? <laughs> Lord says, don't worry about it. I know all about that from the beginning. <laughs> I know all about your eyes. <laughs> He that spared not his own son delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He's in other words, he's saying, is God going to start this thing and not finish it? Amen. What he did with Christ on the cross, will he not then and be silly for God not to continue to finish what he started? Amen. He ain't finished it yet, saints. What Christ started at the cross 2,000 years ago, what God did through Him 2,000 years ago, is still not complete, but it's going to be. Now by faith, my salvation is complete. My redemption is complete. My righteousness is complete. All that I receive from God is complete by faith. But I don't see it. I only believe it. I mean, if I could see it, what am I hoping for? What does a man hope for? If a man doesn't hope for, hope for what he sees, he only sees, he only hope for what he don't see. So I'm hoping for something I don't see. But God, who through Christ did this, justified me, shall he not with him freely give us all things? If God began this in Christ, he's certainly going to finish it in Christ. Turn around, look at somebody said, I ain't through yet. God ain't through with me yet. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, somebody look at you and said, boy, you are a mess. And say, well, so what? I ain't through yet. God ain't through with me yet. I might be a mess, but God's not through with me yet. I might be a mess. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really mixed up. I'm just turned upside down. But God is still working on me. He's not through with me yet. Wait till you see the finished product. Hallelujah. Here's the next question. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who can put a blame on anybody? You said this, you said that. No. God is the one that justifies. Anybody can lay a charge. It's funny how anybody can, can, can make a charge against somebody. But it's, you know, nobody has the right to condemn anybody. Who is he that condemneth? The next question. Who is he that condemns? Is God that justifies? Who is he that makes a charge? Isn't it strange how that God arranged all this? That the only person, the only person in the entire universe who could condemn me is the one who died for me. Nobody else could have done it. Nobody else. Nobody else can judge me. Nobody else has the right or is worthy to condemn me for anything. And the only one who has the right to say, I condemn you, 
is the very one who gave his blood for me. Do you see what I'm saying? This pattern. This pattern of redemption. It has nothing to do with man. It's what God does. It's what God has done. God thought it and brought it. Christ sought it in Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane. His blood dropped down. His sweat dropped down like great drops of blood. The Bible says like blood. The capitularies in his, in his blood veins burst and his blood ran down his skin from the sorrow and agony. He wept and cried and resisted with blood. He poured out his blood at the cross. When they whipped him, he poured out his blood. Jesus gave his all. And he could have condemned me. He could have said, no, I'm not, I don't want to die for my creation. I'll just let it go. We'll make them extinct. <laughs> we'll create a whole world, a whole universe, and put all these people and things in it. I mean, we'll make it extinct. And we'll start all over. But he said, no. I'll come down here as a man. I'll walk among men. And I'll give my life for them. It is God who brings redemption. Who can condemn? Who can, who can condemn me? Only He who died for me. He has the right. Only He who's, who is just. Only He who is pure. Only He who is righteous. And I believe on Him. He said, I am justified from all things. Hallelujah. Who is He? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that's risen again. Without His resurrection, His death would mean nothing. But He is a resurrected Christ. He is a living Christ. He is alive today. Amen? He's alive today. And the Bible says He's making intercession for us. So, through Christ's victorious death, through His victorious resurrection, through His victorious Ascension through his victorious intercession, Christ brings to bear fulfillment all of God's promises and purpose. Hallelujah to you and me. The last question Paul asked Who or what can separate us from his love? A rhetorical question. Who can separate us? Shall all the things in this world that God created, all the things of creation that has gone haywire and fallen, that brings opposition and depravity and ruin to the world, Can all the opposition of God in this evil existence, can it separate us 
God's love. No. Because this is not something ordained of man. It's not something invented by man. It wasn't born in the earth. It wasn't born among men. It was born of God. And everything that's born of God is eternal. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. God is love and God is eternal and the love of God will never pass away and nothing of this earth and nothing of this earthly realm, the evil that's here, shall ever take us away from that. Sometimes we live as Christians as if that's, that's what's happening, the very thing that's happening. That God has forgotten all about me and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do and I'm having so much trouble and why has God forsaken me? Why has God left me? Why did God let this happen to me in my life? When Paul plainly tells us, nothing can separate you from his love. Not peril, not sword, not famine or pestilence. What is he saying? Well, now, if God loved me, he wouldn't let this happen to me. God loved me. He wouldn't let all these things come about in my life. He says, whatever comes about in your life is not going to separate God loving you. Well, if He loved me, He wouldn't let it happen to me. What makes you so special? You're just like everybody else. There's one thing that's different about you and those that love God. Nothing can touch your soul your spirit, your heart. Nothing can take away your privilege. Nothing can take away your citizenship in heaven. Nothing can erase your name that's written down in that book. He's written your name down. And none of these things can take that away. You may suffer. That's not going to cause him to stop loving you. He may allow you to go through things in life that's hard, but that's not going to stop him from loving you. You may have to go through some hard times and put up with a lot that you don't understand, but God is still loving you. What does God want me to learn? You go to him in prayer and find out. He'll teach you. He'll teach you through it all. How it is that you can glorify Him in the midst of everything. Because after all, He put you in the midst of everything. How could God do that? How could God allow me to be born into such a wicked world? If He loved me enough, why did He have me born in the first place? Just keep me in heaven. Do you ever think about that? If He loved me so much, why would He let me be born in this world and have to live in this world and the sinfulness of this world? He has a purpose. Still letting us be born as men. He just kept us there and you know, brought us up in heaven and never be like angels, never know what it was to live. But He didn't do that, did He? He, he allowed us and caused us to be born as human beings and to grow up in this sinful, ungodly world and to go through the heartaches and troubles of life so that He could demonstrate His greatness and His love and His glory to us and His love, which is beyond measure. It's beyond comprehension. 
We would have never known that if, he, if we'd have never known sin. If we'd, have never, if we'd have never known what pain was, we wouldn't know what healing is. We didn't know what sin transgression was, we wouldn't know what redemption is. The angels never know it. They never have known it and never will know it. What it means to be redeemed. Because they've never been in sin. They've never suffered in pain and sorrow, sickness and trouble, and tribulation, trial. They've just been in existence, in a perfect existence as servants of God, in the holiness of God's presence, going forth, ministering to everyone else that God tells them to minister. But they've never known the depth, the sorrow of sin, and the pain of suffering. God said, this is my plan. <laughs> in order to demonstrate my goodness, I'm going to show the evilness of this world. And demonstrate my love, there's going to be hate. In order to demonstrate miracles, there's going to be those that's crippled and blind. In order to demonstrate my, what I, my grace, there's going to be the depraved and the ungodly. In order for you to know how to live, what victory is, there's got to be a battle. There's got to be something they've got to stand up to. But I'm going to show them my power in the midst of the battle. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'm going to raise up a standard against the enemy when he comes in. Hallelujah. What does that mean? He's going to raise up a standard. He's going to raise up his flag. That standard means a flag and it means a host of thousands upon thousands and thousands of thousands. The Lord, the devil thinks he's got a big army. I got news for him. The Lord's army can over, overcome and such a mighty army that the devil looks like a little peon next to him. Amen. Devil sometimes he can come in and mighty roaring like a mighty roaring lion. That's what Peter said. He's like a roaring lion. I had a preacher one time in Texas say, yeah, but the Lord took his teeth out. <laughs> the Lord pulled all of his teeth. No matter how ferocious, how daring, how bold, how overwhelming the enemy may appear to be, the army of the Lord is far greater. You remember when Elijah stood there with his servant? And he couldn't see the he couldn't see the angels in heaven, the chariots of, in heaven. And he said, "They that be for us are more than they that be against us. They that be for us are a whole lot more than those that are against us." So when you're looking at your life situation, you think everything's bad and, and adverse to you. Open your eyes. Hear what God is saying. That they, they that are for you and all that is for you is so much greater. Amen. Hallelujah. All things work together for your good. So that the Lord wants us to be, learn how to say, I like a good fight because I like a good victory. I'm ready to take it on, devil. Bring it on. Because God gives me victory in every situation. Amen. And He will be glorified. What is the purpose of my life? To give God glory. To see victory, praise God, over defeat. 
God didn't call us to be defeated, but to win. God didn't call us to be extinct, (laughs) but to live forever. God didn't call us to go with our head hung down, but with our head held up high. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So don't walk around with your head hung down all the time on these droopy, sad Christians. You have no reason to be sad. You have no reason to be downhearted. You have no reason to to give up and to turn back and hold your head down. But hold your head up and believe what God says. All things is working for you. No matter how hard it gets. Hallelujah. The harder it gets, the better the victory. The sweeter the victory is going to be for you. You're going to get through. Well, I've never been this hard before. That's okay. The harder it comes, praise God, let it come. When you come on the other side, you'll have something greater to shout about and to thank God for. Well, but I don't like to hurt. We all hurt. We're living in a hurting world. But the key is, Can anything separate us from His love? Can anything really be against us? If God is for us. Hallelujah. Stand with me, everybody. I've had many tears and sorrows. And I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon Him. God's purpose. God's reason. That's why I'm here. That I learn to depend upon His Word. That what He promised me, He will do. Amen. And that nothing can separate me from His love. Father, I thank You this morning. Through it all. Through it all. You made the decision. You created it. You decided it. You made me who I am. And you had a plan and a purpose for my life and all of our lives. Hallelujah. And you help us to see that more clearly every day. And Father, I pray this morning, God, that each one of us gets that 
in our heart and mind so strong that we're strengthened by the promise of God. We're strengthened by the knowledge of God. We're strengthened by the call of God. We're strengthened by the ordination of God. We are strengthened because you have justified us. We are strengthened because you have promised us. And every promise of God is fulfilled in Christ. And we look for Him. We look for Him to come. Hallelujah. Right now, now, Father, everyone who is involved in any trial, tribulation, trouble, they're strengthened now in Christ. They're strengthened. Hallelujah. You will gird them up. You will support them. You will bind them up. In Jesus' name. The enemy is a liar. He's defeated. The enemy is a defeated foe. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We have victory in Jesus. Right now. Hallelujah. Was my Savior forever? Will he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood? He loved me ere I knew him. Now my love is due. Plunge me to victory beneath cleansing victory through it all victory through it all God says I'll show my glory through victory Father thank you this morning for victory everybody say Lord thank you for victory in Jesus name praise God shake hands be friendly love one another God bless you thanks for coming